it's back to June 2000. To meet some nice old men, a woman who should know far better, and a delightful scorer. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You're welcome to join us for a second week in Stoke-on-Trent. If you've got nothing better to do. <laughs> this, part of, this part of England's West Midlands is commonly known as the Potteries. Famous for its manufacture of China products, buyers come here from the world over to obtain fine silk sarongs, chopsticks and rickshaws. <laughs> A well-known neighbouring town which has recently become involved in the local art of brewing is Bourneville. Traditionally associated with chocolate, Bourneville has taken advantage of its natural springs for the production of lager. <laughs> which is why there's a glass and a half of water in every pint. <laughs> but a stone's throw away is Newcastle Underlime. So named after a new castle built under the Lime Forest. Nearby they constructed a feather store on the side of an old scrapyard and so was born the charming village of Down in the Dumps. <laughs> famous, famous local characters include Thomas Minton, the inventor of Minton, Josiah Spode, the inventor of Spode. And Edward Knobloch, who luckily, <laughs> who luckily for some of us didn't invent anything. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. They are on my left: Barry Cryer and Sandy Toxvig. <laughs> and on my right, and on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And making a welcome return this week to do her bit on the desk next to me, please welcome the very delightful Samantha. OK, let's kick, off, let's kick off with a round of historical headlines. In the ancient world, teams before the advent of daily newspapers, or indeed written language itself, news of major events was carved on stone tablets in the form of hieroglyphs. Although, if ever there was any news not concerning a bird, a cat, a big eye... <laughs> ..and a man in a skirt and wimple doing an impression of a teapot... ..the Egyptians certainly never reported it. <laughs> Teams, I'd like you please to suggest how today's newspapers and other periodicals might have headlined news of certain great historical events. Well, the event is, the first Christians are fed to the lions. Jeremy, will you start, please? Um, Big Cat's First Holy Communion. <laughs> From the sun, oh yum, all ye faithful. 
The Guardian. Capacity colostomy crowd. <laughs> Watch the loins. The Times. The Times. England's three lions lose in penalty eat-out again. <laughs> Daily Telegraph, Christian slain, no British involved. <laughs> the Catholic Times, Christians consumed by pride. <laughs> oh, what? That was good, so let's try... <laughs> let's try another. A bit harder. This time... This time the event is King Harold loses at the Battle of Hastings. Barry, you can start this one. Archer denies being there, says that I, I was dining with King William. <laughs> uh, Guardian Corrections and Clarifications. Yesterday's headline should have read, It's a travesty, not it's a tapestry. <laughs> Le Figaro has the, the French point of view. Victory sewn up as needlepoint Normans get weaving. <laughs> TV Times, Harold to appear in Stars in Their Eyes as Nelson. <laughs> the Mirror has the astounding news that an Englishman has actually played at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> Hello Magazine, exclusive pictures of David and Victoria Beckham. <laughs> Daily Mail, illegal immigrants swarm into Hastings. <laughs> the Lancet, permeable contact lens warning. <laughs> the Sport, I've fired arrow, says Elvis. Well done, everyone. <laughs> Terrific. It makes it worth it, doesn't it? Yes, it yes. The teams are going to sing for us now in the round called Pick Up Song, where I'll ask them to join in with a well-known record and attempt to keep in time. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha has drawn my attention to several misunderstandings in past introductions to this round as she takes her preparation work for it very seriously. She insists we spend hours in the Gramophone Archive researching records, and I can't tell you how long she keeps me down there. <laughs> However, she retains her sense of humour, and if I ever do slip up, she always gives me a reassuring smile when I put it incorrectly. <laughs> She's now poised at the turntable and ready to spin the discs for the team to sing along to until, at my signal, she turns the volume down. If on the music's return, the teams are within a midges minim of the original, I'll be awarding points. And that's magic. What is it? Hmm. This week's prize is sure to delight the sweet-toothed baby Buddhist. It's this dinner's reincarnation condensed milk. 
Sandy, we'll start with you. Your song is uh, appropriately Scandinavian. I'd like you to accompany ABBA singing Thank You for the Music. I'm nothing special. In fact, In fact I'm, a I'm a bit of a boy. <laughs> if, if he tells, tells a joke, joke you've, probably you've probably heard it before. <laughs> and proud all I want is to sing it out loud so I say thank you for the music the songs I'm singing thanks for all the joy they're bringing who can live without it I ask in all honesty what would life be without a song or a dance what are we So I say thank you for the music For giving it to me Right, your turn (laughs) Right, your turn, Barry Would you please accompany Rosano Brazzi Singing Some Enchanted Evening Enchanted evening You You may may see a stranger You may see a stranger Across a crowded room Your glasses, please And somehow you know You know even then Haven't you got homes to go to? That somewhere you'll see her Again and again We're not running a nightclub here (laughs) Some enchanted evening Give the old man a chance, quite Someone (laughs) may be laughing Oh, who's done this in the ashtray? You may hear her laughing Across a crowded room He's not his wife, you know And night after night Tim, now, would you please accompany the monkeys singing I'm a Believer? Someone else, but not for me. Ah, love was out to get me. That's the way it seemed. Disappointment <laughs> haunted all my dreams. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace of doubt in my mind. I'm in love. If I tried I thought love was more or less than
Darlings, you were all wonderful. It's a fix. <laughs> Finally, Jeremy, yes. I'd like you to... <laughs> Suddenly the plot thickens. I, think, I, think I really would like you to accompany <laughs> Joe Cocker singing with a little help from my friend. What would, would you, you do, do if I said... <laughs> As if... Stand up and walk out on me. We've already gone. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing her the key. Baby, I'll get by with a little help from my friends. Where are you? Oh, needs my buddy. Hi, with a little help from my friends. I say, I'm going to get help. I'm going to try with a little help from my friends. Oh, yeah. What do I do? When my love is away, worries me alone. How do I feel at the end of the day? Are you sad because you're on your own? Bloody desperate. I get by a little help from my friends. There they are. I get by a little help from my friends. been fiddling with a stereo. <laughs> OK, it's time for the round about chat-up lines and their place in the fascinating world of orthin... I'll tell you what, I've got to tell you this. True story, isn't it? It's true story. <laughs> you know when you think of a, of, of a witticism uh, only 24 hours too late? Mm. You all had any. I was being interviewed by a guy in Scotland called Jack something or other. And he started the interview, because one of my hobbies listed is in, in my thing is uh, bird watching. So he said, I hear that uh, you're a bit of an orthonologist. <laughs> and halfway down the M6 the next day, I thought I should have said, not so much an orthonologist, more of a word botcher. <laughs> anyway. Okay, it's time for the round about chat-up lines and their place in the fascinating world of ornithology. So, team, suggestions, please, of chat-up lines that might work for lonely ornithologists. What would you say to 12 finches? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I say, what a lovely hornbill. If I told you I knew Bilotti, would you hold it against me? <laughs> I suppose a duck's out of the question. Oh. <laughs> Fancy going down the feathers later on? <laughs> Personally, I think two in the bush is much better than one in the hand. <laughs> Oh, please, put it on my bill. <laughs> Just put your teeth in the night jar. <laughs> How do you like your corncrakes in the morning? <laughs> Bred any good rooks lately? <laughs> Would you like to come home to my house, Martin? 
either I'm using these binoculars wrong or you're a very big boy. <laughs> Don't let a little thrush put you off. <laughs> One swallow doesn't make a commitment. It's time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. But first, I noticed from the Mornington Crescent listener reaction imaging screen <laughs> that we've received a text message from a Mrs. Trellis of Northwell who contacted us from her new satellite-linked digital mobile phone. She writes, Dear Ned... I'm on the train. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mrs. Trellis. And on with the game, which this week will be played to the ancient Ceramic League ruling, a version possibly played by Josiah Wedgwood himself. Nowadays referred to as Speed Mornington Crescent, this variation has become chiefly the preserve of the showman, due both to the strict time limit imposed between moves as well as the suspension of all blindside boundaries. As, as you can imagine, in the hands of experienced players, it can be breathtaking to watch. Tim, so can I just start, ask, blindside boundaries, are they in or not? I didn't catch Suspended, that. aren't they? Suspended, huh? Did you say they were suspended? Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, you're yes, quite right. Standard. So it's the speed version? Yeah. Well. Kind of. Chiswick Park. Um, Clough Street. Uh, Parsons Green. Marshalsea Road. Dagenham Heathway. Ah, careful. Ongar. Oh. Times Square. He walked into that. Yeah. Vi Victoria Embankment. Oh, oh that was so silly. Flask uh, Walk. <laughs> Bethesda Street. Are you crawling to locals again? Forty seconds. When I say crawling to locals, I'm talking about pubs. <laughs> I repeat, 42nd Street. <laughs> Can he do that with the no. suspended... Oh, for goodness sake, pull yourself together, Jeremy. You can't do that. It's embarrassing. All right. Um, I'd all rather right. you sang. <laughs> uh, all, all right. All right. 42nd Street. <laughs> well, that's different. Wapping High Street. Mornington Crescent. Oh. Oh. No, it's really no, not. It's I was going to go right. St. Swithin's no. Lane and I'd it's have been there. It's all right. Well, I said it was going to be breathtaking. <laughs> As the teams travel the length and breadth of the country, they always take a keen interest in local culture and heritage. For example, Sandy has a special interest in regional dialect. One expression she's picked up here is Faustaith. In fact, the dentist said her Faustaith should be repaired by next week. <laughs> <laughs> Barry is happy as seeking out the local stained glass. 
He really will drink out of anything these days. <laughs> Jeremy is an expert on instruments of torture, as indeed is Colin Sell. <laughs> While Tim spends many hours in the local museum of historical costume. Perhaps if he moved about a bit more, he wouldn't keep getting locked in. <laughs> I know the teams have made no exception of Stoke and its surroundings, so let's test them on some basic details of Staffordshire general knowledge and folklore. OK, Barry, we'll start with you. Could you complete the following Staffordshire pancake rhyme? <clears throat> ding dong, pan on ding dong. Pull the big one off, put the... Money on the mantelpiece on the way out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm bound to give you the answers to this one, so you, you, can, you can tell me the answer to this one, can't you? Pull the big one off, put the... Yes, yes. Ah! Oh, I was beginning to despair of this audience. Sandy now, what mm. did the people of Staffordshire believe taking a child outside to look at the new moon while rubbing its stomach would cure? Is it ham? <laughs> Quite logical. The answer's a whooping cough. Whooping? Whooping. Whooping. <laughs> no, it's got an age Whooping as, as they say in this part of the world. <laughs> Jeremy, what's Isn't the... she a Hollywood film star? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jeremy, what's the significance of the Abbots Bromley horn dance in which people support antlers and dance from 8.30 in the morning on the vicarage lawn? Well, someone's being initiated into the West Midlands, please. <laughs> well, the answer is, it was an enticement to deer. To do what? <laughs> Tim, throwing at cocks was widely practiced in Staffordshire until the 19th century. What did it involve? Human hoopla. <laughs> You're not going to like this. Sorry, or hoopla. <laughs> A cockerel was chained to a stake by its foot while oh. locals threw bits of wood at it. Two direct hits in a row and they got to keep the bird. <laughs> or what was left of it. Oh. Barry. <laughs> the cocks enjoy it and it's more humane than shooting them. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got... According to the Staffordshire superstition, what happened if you weighed a baby at birth, Barry? Um. The rabbi would say, uh, it's a bit overloved, like, take a bit off. <laughs> the answer is, it was very bad luck for the baby. Sandy... There's Sandy. a tip. <laughs> Sandy, what in Stoke is a lick and a promise? Uh, Saturday night out with a stump collector. <laughs> what is the real thing? Well, we, it's, it's just what... What is it? What? What, when you, what do you mean, what? They're just telling us to wash. That's nice, isn't it? It means a short-term tidying up. 
Boring. Mm. Jeremy, complete the following rhyme used by Staffordshire parents to scare their children. Raw head and bloody bones steals naughty children from their homes, takes them to his dirty den, and... Goes on to become chief inspector of schools. (laughs) (laughs) They are never seen again. Tim, complete the following Staffordshire rhyme. Marry in May, you'll soon... Be in June. That's awfully Did, true. How many of you are in the audience there married in May? Yes. You did? Yeah, well, the answer is decay. <laughs> no wonder you can hardly speak. <laughs> I see that it's uh, almost at the end of the show. Oh. But there's just time to fit in a round of Farmer's Radio Times. <laughs> Samantha tells me she has to nip off to a rare breeds farm where they still plough with huge beasts of burden. She's become friendly with a couple of farmhands who are going to show her their gigantic ox. (laughs) I'm going to write to my MP, I think. So while she's away enjoying that, I'd like your suggestions, please, uh, teams, of Radio Times listings that might appeal to an audience of farmers. GMTV. Are yous being surfed? (laughs) (laughs) The Irish version. Carol Smiley cheers up ordinary people by changing rams. (laughs) Ever-decreasing crop circles. Animal hospital this week. Cows with laryngitis in I'm sorry, I haven't a moo. (laughs) Pigs camera action. Oh. Feature films, Corn with the Wind, starring Grey Gable and Grundy Bloody Grundy. The Moral Maze. Oh. Oh, Close down on Radio 4 with the sheep dipping forecast. (laughs) (laughs) To the manure born. Followed by Nigel Rees presenting a look at Death on the Farm, entitled Goat, Ungoat. <laughs> well, so, ladies and gentlemen, it's time, it's time we were off for a bite to eat. Or, as the saying goes here in the potteries, arm o rate for grogging in for a right pie. <laughs> Three sixes and a fish, salt and vinegar, with chase and pittles. <laughs> Followed by some bay chum spiders. <laughs> what a pack of duft. <laughs> and with that, it's goodbye from the team, Samantha, myself, and the good people of Stoke-on-Trent. Goodbye. Tim Brooke-Taylor, Barry Cryer, Sandy Toxvig and Jeremy Hardy were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith.
It's always Sandy Toxvig's laugh that gets me. Clue is a Monday fixture here on BBC Seven, and as such, we'll be back next week.